Hello, my name's Florence. Welcome to the OBS pod. I'm an NHS obstetrician, hoping to share some thoughts and experiences about my working life. Perhaps you enjoy Call the Midwife, maybe birth fascinates you, or you're simply curious about what exactly an obstetrician is. You might be pregnant and preparing for birth. Perhaps you work in maternity and want to know what makes your obstetric colleagues tick, or you want some fresh ideas and inspiration. Whichever of these is the case, and for that matter, anyone else that's interested, the OBSPOD is for you. Episode 90 Reception I thought today I'd talk a little bit about reception and receptionists, in part because that's sort of where it all began for me. When I was 14 and I randomly decided, to my family's shock, that I fancied being a doctor, there wasn't any medical connection There was no one in the family. There was no one I could ask for work experience. So as I got a little bit older and the time came round to think about work experience, where did we go? We trotted off down to the local family GP. It was a family-run practice. It was run by a lovely couple There were three of them, husband, wife and another female partner. They were later joined by the next generation. One of the children of the couple qualified as a doctor. For some reason, it wasn't felt that it would be suitable for me to sit in on actual consultations or do any actual clinical work experience. But it was decided that I could be a receptionist. And so I joined for a number of weeks and over a number of school holidays, the lovely two receptionists on the desk. In retrospect, I find it slightly strange that I couldn't sit in on any consultations and yet here I was answering the phone, directly interacting with patients myself we were at the forefront of all the interactions with the surgery. Whether that was face-to-face, people coming in and checking in for their appointments, or in those days, walking in and asking for repeat prescription, or to even make an appointment by popping by. We were the local family GP. That's how things worked in those days. We also took it in turns to answer the phone, not only to deal with queries by phone and write messages for the doctors or take requests for house calls, but also I distinctly remember giving out some test results over the phone. Someone would ring, I would put them on hold, I would get out their records, nothing was computerised then look and see if the result was available and if it was, read it out to them over the phone. 
I distinctly remember this because I remember at one point someone ringing for a pregnancy test result. This was not a time where you could buy a kit over a counter. And I must admit, as I searched in the records and found the result, I realised the enormity of what I was telling the person on the other end. In actual fact, she wasn't pregnant. But it stuck with me forevermore that what I was about to say was going to have a profound effect on what happened next in her life. The notes in those days were little envelopes and in them were these sheets with lines and everything was handwritten. If one was a person with more complex health needs, the envelope simply got fatter and fatter and it became harder and harder to stuff the letters from the hospital and the blood test results into the envelope. Sometimes that was my job. We would open the post, take it through to the doctor who would sign and review and look at the results and then we would have to fold things up neatly and try and get them into this small envelope which was sort of the size of a packet of seeds that one might grow in the garden. Before any surgery, whether it was morning or afternoon, we would pull the sets of notes so that the doctor had them available, ready and knew who they were going to be seeing. The surgery hours were such that we worked in the morning from 8 o'clock until about 11. Then there was a long gap during which the doctor made house calls. The surgery was closed and in fact I went home, home for my lunch and then the surgery would reopen for evening surgery from about four o'clock in the afternoon until seven. Was this good work experience? I would say yes, it was absolutely the best. I learnt an immense amount. I learnt how to interact with people, how to talk to complete strangers, how to talk to people when they were worried, unwell, perhaps had been waiting a long time, were anxious about seeing the doctor. I learnt all about different people's needs, the young parents that came with very young children, the elderly that perhaps needed help walking down the corridor to the doctor's consultation room. People who couldn't hear clearly what I was saying and needed to lip read maybe. Those that came often were people with health conditions that needed regular checkups. And those that came once in a blue moon, those with the thin, empty paper packets, in contrast to the former who had big, thick or even two volumes of notes. I learnt that that first face that greets you when you come in through the door is important. I learnt to be cheerful, smile, say hello, introduce myself, greet people by their name, welcome them, make them feel comfortable, expected and cared for. So I learnt a lot about people skills 
I was 15, 16. It was my first interaction with people from all sorts of walks of life, all sorts of backgrounds, with all sorts of problems, complications, challenges and ages. I also learned a bit about being a doctor. I learned that they worked really long hours, that there was a big sense of responsibility. But I also learned something about the caring element, the fact that they knew their patients, the families they cared for. And maybe that's an old-fashioned thing that with large modern group practices has slightly gone. But certainly... The doctors I worked with knew, oh yes, this is Mrs. So-and-so. They'd known her for 20, 30, 40 years. And the children they'd seen, like myself, pretty much from birth to now, me, 16, sitting in reception. I learned about nights on call. I learned about house calls. I learned about all the jobs that needed to be done after the end of surgery, that when the last patient leaves, that isn't the end. There may be referrals that need to be made, results that need to be checked, letters that needed to be read or written. But I also learned about teamwork. In reception, we would make a cup of tea, take it into the doctor maybe even with a treat of a biscuit. We would look out for them and they would look out for us. So in some respects, I also learnt that one of the roles of the reception staff is to be the gatekeeper. Yes, we're there to facilitate and help patient care, but we're also there to make the doctor's workload manageable. There have to be some constraints and some boundaries however much we would wish otherwise. You might say, what on earth has any of this got to do with maternity care now? In my unit, we've done a series of job swaps. And one of the things I did last year was one of the admin staff in the maternity booking office came to shadow me on the labour ward And so in return, I spent an afternoon shadowing her in the admin office. As part of this, I spent some time on our maternity reception. Our maternity reception staff are incredible, undervalued, taken for granted, but integral to the maternity care given and the maternity pathway. My hospital has two receptions, an upstairs 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week reception for women arriving in labour to the birth centre or the labour ward. We also have a downstairs reception for the antenatal clinic and our day assessment, which is open from about eight in the morning till six in the evening. Our receptionists deal with people being anxious people being late, maybe they've had hassle in our car park, they may be anxious about their appointment, they may be upset, they've had bad news or had a difficult day. 
They're instrumental in sorting out additional scan appointments and extra clinic appointments when needed. They'll always go the extra mile and try and fit women in. Trying to keep up with the demands that I'm making clinically on them. Trying to make sure that that woman gets the scan at the time I want her to, but also safeguarding and protecting our sonographers from working so excessively that they can't do their job properly. Again, these boundaries are important because it helps us work safely. If they book endless scans and endless clinic appointments, then actually that's no good for the women either because we will be overwhelmed and we won't be able to focus on the woman that is the individual in front of us. So they help us balance things and make sure women are seen in a timely way. And in our turn, we try and give them the information. If I ask for a scan, do I want it in the next couple of days, within a week, or at a certain number of weeks of pregnancy? With the implementation of continuity of care, our receptionists have become even more important because they've got to try and balance things up so that the woman sees the correct consultant or the correct midwife to maintain that continuity of care. So they need to meet the woman's needs about what fits in with her life and her situation, whilst also trying to balance that so that she doesn't meet too many people, but hopefully can have care from her named midwife. Upstairs, they sometimes need to advocate. If unfortunately someone is waiting at reception and they're in labour and seem distressed, our receptionist will be ringing us, telling us there's a woman here, she needs attention, she needs seeing as soon as possible. And for less urgent things, they will ring and remind us This lady's been waiting for a little while. Can you give me an idea of how long her wait might be and what what she's expecting to happen next? They are customer service. They'll help worried birth partners who've perhaps gone off to park the car. They'll explain about the car park ticket system that allows partners to leave their car in our car park for 24 hours while their partner is in labour. They'll tell them where to go for refreshments. They'll tell them where to find their partner if they move wards. They're endlessly cheerful, the smiling face of our service. And all the time while they're doing this security guard, customer service advocate, They will also be doing clerical work. They keep the computer system bedboard up to date. If they haven't admitted a woman on the bedboard, we can't do any blood tests. We can't make any requests on her record. We can't give her any medication. They are the first step, that first critical step in her journey. When a woman departs, they'll make sure that she has the correct discharge paperwork for her GP, for her midwife in the community and for her health visitor. 
they will sort out the notes and send them off to medical coding. And this is critical so that what we've done gets correctly coded and that translates into what the hospital gets paid. In summary, our receptionists really are the bedrock of the service. Now for my zesty bit. I was really sad recently talking to some of our receptionists how undervalued and unappreciated they felt. They are paid a truly piddling amount with so much responsibility and so many unsocial hours. It's unbelievable. Some of them are leaving. It's not surprising. They can get much better pay elsewhere. So those that stay, they really are dedicated, dedicated to that maternity journey and that maternity service. So my zesty bit is appreciate the reception staff, whether that is as a healthcare professional, buy them a cup of coffee, make them a cup of tea, bring them some fruit or biscuits, say hello as you walk past and they open the secure door that all maternity units need to have. Say goodbye as you go home. Acknowledge them. Respect them. They are key to everything we do. If you're a pregnant woman using the service or a birth partner, know that the receptionists are trying to do their best. They may not always be able to achieve everything just the way you want it. They have limitations after all but they will do their best to get you the right appointments, signpost you to the right ward, let you in in a timely way and tell the midwives when you are waiting. So when you go home and leave with your baby and maybe you've thanked the midwife that helped you bring your baby into the world, Spare a thought for those receptionists too. Maybe thank them on your way out or even on the way in. Because a little thought goes a long way and we really couldn't do any of this without them as part of our team. I do hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of The Obs Pod feel free to contact me on Twitter at FWMaternity or at The Obs Pod to ask me questions, give me topics for future episodes or let me know what you think. It's absolutely fantastic when you get in touch. I really enjoy reading your comments. As usual, I've tried to include in the programme notes some extra reading about this particular topic, both for professionals working in maternity care and for pregnant women using services. 
I'd like to reassure you that although I'm talking about my experiences working in maternity care, I take confidentiality very seriously and do not give any personal information about any of my patients. If you've enjoyed listening, I'd love you to recommend the OBSPOD to friends or colleagues and please do leave me a review on whichever podcast directory you find my episodes. Many thanks for listening.